It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you battled the imposing and mysterious fiery entity that you named Baron Beefy, and though it was dicey in parts, you won. Now, as the five of you stand panting back your breath, normality slowly retakes the cave. The waterfall rumbles, louder without the crackle and roar of flames to contend with. Cold spray prickles your cheeks, blots dark on your fur, settles in shining droplets on your chitin. The press of the earth above you seems closer, tighter, in the gloom that comes crawling in in the wake of the rock slide caused by Lorelei's spell. Faraday, you get a great view of the pile of rubble and debris that ended the battle. You can also see the hand that extends from it. Still now, the previously flaming flesh beneath the gauntlet already cooling to this kind of dull orange red. Hey, Faraday. Yes? Uh, the shadows deepen. Your skin chills, and then the darkness bends and solidifies. You see a stooped back, a tattered black cloak dotted with twinkling stars, a long skeletal face with starlight swirling in its otherwise dark and empty eye sockets. You see antlers draped with cobwebs and string and two long bony hands. Uh, I think that I drop my medical bag immediately and it just clatters to the floor and then I like very pointedly busy myself with picking it up. Uh, well, it's gonna roll into the river if you don't catch it. Do you grab it or are you just too stricken? I grab it. Okay, I maybe grab it with like a foot on the strap or something. But it stops and that figure reacts to the sound and that face raises up to look right at you and its hands turn towards you and you see between its palms a point of brilliant white light and then you blink and it is gone and the rubble is only rubble and the body is only a body what do you do uh i blink and then busy myself with putting my medical bag back on on one shoulder and then the other shoulder and then back on the other shoulder again and then i take a big breath and i turn to see everyone else so we can still see the pod up there. It's... Yes, the pod is tangled right over the edge of the waterfall in this mass of giant roots. Okay, as long as everyone is cool with me taking 10 minutes to cast Detect Magic on this. Yeah, yeah sure. Corel wants to do an insight check on Schlurp. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Schlurp, do you kind of come and join Faraday right at the, at the end of the waterfall? I probably do want to like be with everyone else and I kind of get Bugsy to follow me as well. Cool. And then you'll settle in and start taking the 10 minutes to cast the spell. As Schlurp is doing this, Corel, uh, yeah, you can make an insight check. So specifically, I want to make this clear what Corel's looking for. Corel wants to be sure this is Schlurp. Schlurp has been giving weird vibes this whole time and... Corel's mind is going to some dark places. Okay, go ahead. 25. With a 25, Corel, you have to cross the river 
to join them at the end above the waterfall. And you kind of lean in and expect, inspect as, as Schlurp is kind of concentrating on casting the spell. As far as you can tell, this is Schlurp. This is the site that you've come to know over years. This is your, well, friend? Person I sort of trust. <laughs> Miscreant in arms. Yeah, this is Schlurp. The body is different to the one you first met this site in, but this is still Schlurp as far as you can tell. I think if Corel is looking for signs of like the soul is the same, I don't think there's anything you could do beyond like magical trekking to determine the soul. You just have to trust your friend. Okay, so I'm casting Detect Magic. So yeah, so I learn about if it's magical, what school of magic it is, that type of thing. Well, anything magical in the area. Whilst Schlapp is spending their 10 minutes, I would like to... So I have a cantrip Druidcraft. In and of itself, it can't do much. But for 10 minutes, that means I can cast it 100 times. So I just want to make the roots a little bit stronger to make the pods sitting there a little bit less precarious. Ashleth is casting Detect Magic. You do this and the roots thicken into a single strong vine that holds the pod very firmly in their hold, in their grasp. And because of that, I'm not going to make the pod fall after a predetermined amount of time. <laughs> um, Schlurp, you cast Detect Magic on the pod. Well, it's like in the general area, but I'm guessing this glowing pod's probably magical. Okay. You cast Detect Magic, and at the end of the 10 minutes, you turn your attention to the pod, but the spell complete, and the pod is blinding. At first, you're overwhelmed by how brilliant this thing is glowing to you. And then as a few seconds pass, you realize that it's almost like there are two warring magics, one within and one swirling around the outside of it. I see. Can I detect the schools or is it just magic? Okay, so the exterior is evocation and the interior magic is divination. Corel's just been standing over over Schlurp, just waiting for them to come out. Intimidating. Yes. Staring at the back of their head. Craig, what have you been up to? I was just hoping to go over and just see what I can see. What does it what does it look like? Because I didn't get a close look at it. Oh, that's a fair point, actually. You were, I you was were too busy. Too busy fighting for your oh. life. Okay, so the pod is suspended out over this waterfall. Um Lorelei has spent ten minutes wrapping it up in vines i think by minute five it will be say it's safe enough for you to approach it but from the riverbank you could do a perception check 16. okay with a 16 you see that the pod is about it's metal it's about five feet long and three feet at its widest it's utterly smooth and very kind of perfectly shaped its surface has these kind of half circuit like half half letter-like markings on it, but the language is completely unreadable and not even familiar at all. Like, you know how I don't speak Russian, but I know what Russian looks like. Yeah. Like, you don't recognize it at mm. all. And about half, about a third of its surface is taken up by this enormous charred handprint. Now I would roll an investigation. Do I re do, does the handprint resemble the handprint of any species I know? I think that would be xenobiology. Xenobiology, that's okay. Natural uh, 20. With a nat 20? If the answer is no, I'm going to be so pissed off. 
with a nat 20 you kind of um creep out along this thickened vine and you see that this handprint it has got one thumb three fingers it kind of reminds you of Corel's hand in the sense that it is clearly by some kind of segmented or arthropod like creature you can see like the the gap where the joins would be in the in the digits and you can see like the pricks of claws the closest you can think of is an appelter but it's also it doesn't seem quite right the palm is the wrong shape I would like to go and look at the body. Okay, so the body's in the other side of the river from you, but I think I remember the river being narrow enough for you to jump. Mm -hmm. So I will take you kind of moving further away from the waterfall, jumping in the river, and then moving back up to the waterfall on the other side. Uh, the body is almost entirely buried under the rock slide that Lorelei caused with her final spell in the flight. Okay. Um, but you can see it's one of its right arm from the elbow down is exposed, so its hand is exposed to the air. Does it look like anything that we would have seen before. Uh, I will take a... Are you trying to look at what the species or creature is? So would that yeah. be Zeno? Yeah. Eight. <laughs> oh, dear. Handy hot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm just a little bit shaken up from the battle and seeing the figure. Let me get this straight. The Medinir, who has, what, plus four? Yeah. He's in biology, fluffed the roll and went, oh, handy hot. <laughs> And the, the, the paladin, who has never made a xenobiology check in his life, rolled a natural 20. That's the uh, dice. Excuse me, Mitchell Craig. Uh, Faraday's not a hand doctor. You have to read the handbook. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Well, thank oh, you for listening yes. to the Junker podcast. It's, can- it's cancelled now. I'm, I'm cancelling it. That's it. it. <laughs> Could I, like, chip off a little bit of its hand to, like... Oh, damn. Just... No, ex- uh, experiment's the wrong word. <laughs> Just like... Analyze. Yeah, that's the word. Taking a trophy. Hang on. Okay, so do you want part of its... Maybe a finger. Okay. Jesus. Terrifying. Makes sense to me. Okay, uh, Faraday, yeah, you can... Um, I imagine in your medical bag, you probably have a scalpel or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you um, take its hand in yours. Its hand dwarfs your own and you cut off a finger. Do does you... it have a thumb? It does have a thumb. I'll take that. How, I hate how you specified specifically wanted the thumb. Okay, yeah, you take its big clawed thumb. Uh, the flesh is hot to the touch, like unnaturally so. Like it's cooling rapidly and is still kind of glowing from within. But as like you kind of hold it, no blood drips out or anything. Mm. It's an odd material. Add to my sheet one times barren beefy thumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think one schlub is done casting the spell would they notice that Corel is just kind of looming over them i think given that Corel is seven foot tall it's kind of hard to miss i think like once they come out of like you know they, they were in the zone for that spell and they come out of the zone they just look up and be like ah uh hello you need to start explaining yourself schlep uh what do you mean you were making cryptic remarks in the tunnel then when the fight starts, you suddenly start talking to the creature. You know something, and you need to share. Can we do it somewhere else? Um, can we, like, kind of go off into that little side tunnel? Yeah, you can go into the little snickety side tunnel. I beckon Corel over, and then we go, go uh, over into the side tunnels. And mm-hmm. I backstab them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I actually have a knife. Um, yeah, I was evil. Oh the no, whole- baby's got a knife. I was evil the whole time. So take them over. And, like, you can see them trying to, like, 
deep breathing, but then a robot so they don't breathe. So just kind of, I guess their kind of shoulders are kind of rising and falling a bit, like they're trying to prepare to say something. Krill's just stone-faced. Okay. How about this? I will tell you what I know, but right now I won't tell you how I know it. I promise I will tell you how. I'll tell all of you how I know. But it's complicated, and I prefer it to be a time that's not in a weird cave. Okay. Okay. That thing that we just fought is called a Pyrrhic Vanguard. They're not supposed to fight people. They're supposed to be peaceful. Which is why I was surprised that it kept shooting fireballs at us. Schlerp? Yes? You have sort of answered the question in a way that's not overly useful, since I have no context for what a Pyrrhic Vanguard is. They are related to a different plane of existence. Um, as you can tell, they're kind of associated with fire. So the elemental plane of fire, I think. Great. I, I swear, I will, later, I will tell all of you how I know this, but I need to... Sooner rather than later, Schlep. Can Can we sleep now? That's what I was about to suggest, yeah. In a cave? Please, it's like 5am. No time like the present. With my passive perception, did I notice Schlerp and Corral walk off? Definitely, your passive perception is very high. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> and they made no attempt to sneak. I addressed the group. Do we want to sleep here or go back to the snake cave? Because this is right next to a cliff. It's also right next to the pod and I prefer to keep that within line of sight. This is true. Then I suggest we set up shifts. I, I, I can take first shift. Paige, do you actually want us to roleplay going to sleep? No. <laughs> and then I put my head down, and then I put my hands under my head. I tuck, I tuck, I tuck Schlurp in, I put a little blanket over them. And then I go to brush my teeth, I take the exact number of strokes I need. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. I just rub a brush on my face it's plate. It's just a line. It's just a line. Corel does do one thing before going to sleep. Corel does approach the pod and sort of looks at the print and just for a moment they they raise up their hand and the symbols on their arm begin to flare for a moment and then they pull back okay so you set up against on the riverbank with your like backs probably tucked up against the damp wall it's a bit cold but it's quiet. The snake that lived here is dead and the the baron is also dead. So it's a very quiet existence. So Schlurp, honestly, I'm not even going to make you roll. There is nothing here. You killed the thing that, li- like, the thing you killed killed the thing that lived here. So it's very quiet and cold and boring for several hours is what I will say of the people who sit up and do watch. The shortest amount of time we can get a full long rest in for everyone, I think probably 12 hours. It was how what time 4 a.m 5 a.m 5 a.m so this will take you all the way through to 5 p.m who wants to take over from me (laughs) um i'll i'll take over and um as i take over i just look at schlurp and i'm like i can tell something's up and you're not ready to tell us but it's 
Better to do it sooner at a time of your choice than to do it later and be forced to tell us. It'll be sooner. Good. Have a nice evening's sleep, power down. It's been three years. I'm still not quite sure what to call it. I, I don't know. No one really explained this to me. Dude, I... is it not called sleep mode? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Slurp. Just kind of le- uh, le- leans back into Bugsy um, and, I don't know, turns on sleep mode, whatever that looks like. It's like idling photos drifting around your eyes. <laughs> oh, no, there's no. A, no, what is it? There's like... The pipes. Th- no, there's the little thing that kind of like knocks into the side, kind of going around. Oh, It's like ZZZ, but it's kind of... Like the DVD home screen. Yes. yes. <laughs> every, every so often, Lorelei sees it gets a quarter and is like, yes. Um, Lorelei, it is... Cold and boring, and nothing happens. Fair enough. I spend at least two hours completely fucking mesmerized by this screensaver on Schlepp's face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, Lorelei, as you realize the rest period you've chosen to take is starting to come to an end, you can see people starting to stir naturally anyway because they've managed to get a good amount of sleep after the, frankly, wild night that you guys have had. Oh, it's yes. a new day. Well, it's late in the afternoon, but you're all replenished. Um, I think in my watch, I would have been communicate, or at least trying to communicate with people on the surface. Oh, mate, no way. You are so deep underground. There is no signal. You can't even go on space YouTube. Yeah, there's no, no internet. It's just all very boring and quiet. Lorelei is the kind of person who would uh, have some very bad, super indulgent, mo- <laughs> the equ- space equivalent of mobile games. She just spends four hours playing low-res Sudoku. I love that it's Sudoku, not like Plants vs. Zombies or something. It's like even more low-tech for me. it has to be. For me, it'd be like play Solitaire. I love Solitaire. What do you do now? The pod is still there in the roots. Should we tell someone about this? We need to do something with it. We could attempt to take it up ourselves, option one. Mm Mm-hmm. Option two, we all go to the surface and then come back and risk it being taken. Or option three, one or two of us stay down here and make sure no one else comes and gets it and goes get and gets an extraction team. Could we even take it by ourselves? It looks like moving it would need uh, heavy machinery. I want to be clear, it's smaller than Faraday. Oh wow! Oh, so it's it? it's not. I said five foot, five foot long. It's not. Oh, it's big, but it's not like stupidly large. It's just sized. We could strap it on Bugsy's back. Um, you also don't know how much it weighs yet. Can I like test to see roughly how much it weighs by casting Mage Head? I know I can't lift it, obviously, but like as a test to see. That's actually a really good suggestion, and I will take you up on that. So yeah, I'm gonna do it just to kind of gauge: could we pick this up? Could we carry it? You cast Mage Hand and press that magical hand up against the surface of the pod. The pod feels, I would say through the Mage Hand, you can judge that it's not, it's surprisingly light for its size. The Mage Hand can't lift it, definitely, but this is definitely doable. It'd be no worse than carrying like Faraday. Okay. I also want to be clear of something. After a few seconds, the Mage Hand dispels. Huh. I did not dispel that. Um, Corel also c- casts Mage Hand to do the same thing to see if their Mage Hand dispels. Yeah, after a few seconds, the hand almost kind of, it's almost like it vanishes or, and like the magic is like drinks away and is gone. Fascinating. Lorelei. Yes? As much as I 
love the idea of carrying this back up the cliff. Could you do your plant thing again? Ooh, yeah. Uh, I've fully rested. I have transport via plants again. Are the roots big enough? You spent 10 minutes making them bigger, so absolutely they are wide enough. So we could pick it up and then carry it through the plant. I or think hole. I think because the, the roots are kind of a, a web, you'd fall through a doorway. <laughs> but like, it's still, it would be big enough for you to do. So we'd fall downwards but go out the side of a tree yeah so the gravity is going to be weird i'm going to warn you now uh thank you faraday i've spent so long playing sudoku that i forgot my own spells um (laughs) uh, did you did you win oh multiple i spend i have sunk hundreds of hours into space are you winning Are you winning, son? Yeah, they spent the whole time playing Sudoku and just staring at Shub's weird face screensaver. What a what a six hours. When you cast Transport Via Plants, are you going to cast it directly under the pod and let it fall through on its own? Or are you going to like cast it slightly further along and carry it through? It's only open for six seconds. Oh, yeah, okay. We might want to just let it fall. I'm, what I'm saying is, Corel hold one end... Crick hold the other end, so hopefully the pod doesn't just crash on the other side. Sounds good to me. And then the rest of us will stand next to it and jump through. Sounds like a plan. So the five of you head out along this spongy but solid vine bridge, which is above the waterfall. Um, I'm going to be very clear. Obviously, there's no railing, so the drop beneath you extends into pitch darkness, and you cannot see the bottom. It is very unnerving. And Lorelei. Uh, you get ready to cast transport via plants. Uh, Corel and Crick, can I take a strength check from for you to lift the pod between you so you've got like hands on it? Well, I got a sixteen. Okay, sixteen's good. What do you get? Two. Two. Okay, so Corel's lifted it. Oh Crick. well, five. I haven't done my wheel and woe for the day, and I rolled a six, which means I get to use wheel, not woe, which was add a d six. So I roll another d six and add it. To Crick's two. Okay. But also it's oh, it's five. two plus three, so it's a five. Plus yeah. three, okay. so that's an eight. Still not great. With an eight, though, I think initially your hands slip in the water, but then you manage to catch it on your knees. So it's balanced on your knees, is what we'll go with as we cast Transport via Plants. Oh. All right there, Captain. It's, it's okay. And then the vine opens up beneath you and you both fall through. Lorelei, I actually forgot to ask, where, where, what's the other side of this portal? The other side is the same place we came out in uh, the last time. So, right, the Lissora tree. Uh, yeah, because it's close to Faraday's workshop. The vine opens up beneath you and you both fall through for about 0.5 of a second and then you are landing hard on the um, gra- on the kind of charred grass because you had a fight here on the other side of the Lissora tree. And one by one, you dive through and out the other side. Looks less burny this time. Yeah, what's the general feel of the area at this moment? It's very quiet. I think you can see some people, um, but they're all very skittish and sticking to the sides of buildings and looking quite fearful. Uh, The fires have gone out because it's now been, uh, well, it's been 12 hours plus the time you spent heading into the gorge and etc. So there's a lot of like blackened roofs and char and there's a thin dusting of ash on the ground like horrible grey snow but yeah it's just quiet and and nervous is what I would say the energy is. We need to get this out of sight. Back to your shop? 
I mean, does anyone know what it is? A very magical thing. Yeah, can confirm. Very magical. I could if we really, if we want a full information download. No. Fair enough. We'll leave that to a last resort. Schlerp, do you have anything that could disguise the pod for a short while? Uh, you said it was like small, like five foot or something. Five foot long, three foot wide at the widest. I can make it look like something else. What do we want to... What, what would be less suspicious than a big metal pod? A big Easter egg. <laughs> a big box. No, a big box. Big box looks like would look like a coffin. A, like a crate. Big log. Yes, because a log makes so much more sense. <laughs> we just... Things were destroyed last night. A bed. Make it look like a bed. A very small... <laughs> yes. A bed for an Araswati. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's not, that's not too out of the realm of possibility. I think it's still really weird. <laughs> I'm going to turn it, as, as a compromise, I'm going to turn it into a crate with a label that says there's a bed in it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so I'll, ca- I'll cast Silent Image. That just kind of like, it's like an illusion around it and it'll kind of move with the thing. So okay. while we carry, just, it'll just look like we're carrying a crate. Okay. My instinct is to take it back to my shop, but we it's like, you know, a mechanics thing. If we don't know what it is yet, I don't have, like, that kind of magic. But it might be that Dr. Malcolm is still there. I mean, he's very good at, like, unexplained magical phenomena. Isn't the tree we just popped out of a giant library? Yes, it is a knowledge vault. Yes, so if we could by any chance get entry to said knowledge vault, there might be something in there. I think that's a good idea, but I think the main thing is to get this thing out of sight. Yeah, let's get it back to the shop. Yeah, yeah the spell only lasts like 10 minutes, so pretty much. Okay. Crick and Corel hefting the pod between you, you hurry to the edge of the day room and descend the broad stone steps back down to, back down into the, the maze of shops and cafes and restaurants. Uh, I think you said Springs and Things was next to a smoothie bar. Yes, I did. The smoothie bar is open, despite <laughs> the ash and the fires, and there are some people who kind of eye you curiously as you carry this large box through the doorway of Springs and Things. Uh, sipping on their smoothies as they watch you. Oh, even in the middle of a crisis, you've got to get a good smoothie. They're pretty good. Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Yeah. You carry the pod inside. Do you put it... I remember you saying there's like the main room and then an antechamber? Yeah. Do you put it in the antechamber then? Yes, I think so. Okay, uh, there's a coffee table or a couch or the floor. Floor. Okay, you put it on the floor. <laughs> Crick and Corral, do you let go of it? Well, once we put it on the floor, I imagine, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, You've both lost a spell slot. What? You both feel tired. Uh, it will be starting from the top, so the biggest one first. Well, farts. You guys okay? You're not, uh, you're not looking so good. Yeah, I'm fine. I feel as if my magic's been sapped and I didn't do anything. Look, we, we, we have observed this thing has some magical effect. I think we have to assume... It's the enigmatic artifact. <laughs> well, unless anyone has any better ideas, I'm going to message Dr. M and see if he has any idea what this is, because it sounds kind of dangerous. And quite frankly, I like my shop and I don't want it exploding or whatever. Can I message someone? Yeah, sure. Who do you message? Well, first thing I messaged Luna Barnes just to let her know that we're okay and we made it out. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Um, 
now that you're above ground, all of your communication devices go off <laughs> with like a hundred notifications at once. Oh god. So I'll take Crick, so I see Crick mentioned phones first. Yeah. Uh, Lina has sent you 15 messages and one voicemail. Oh, okay. Well, I call her. <laughs> oh god, Mitch! Mitch! Are you alive? Are you are everything in one piece? Have you lost your other arm? No, no, it's it's okay, it's okay. I'm sorry that I haven't called. We were underground, there's no signal. We found an odd pod and we brought it back to the shop. Is that Faraday's shop? Uh, springs and something? Yes, it's Faraday's shop. Um, but I wanted to call you, uh, first, to apologise for the lack of contact, second, to reassure you I'm okay, and third, to check if you were okay. I'm good, thanks, Mitch. Um, everyone at the wedding is all right. We managed to get them home and just... Some people had some cut feet from the broken glass, but other than that, it's all right. Pretty sure Nara seem happy enough. They can't stop staring at each other. I'm just glad you're all right. Yes. Uh, do you want to come join us? We could use all the expertise that we can to deal with this weird thing. It's sucking my magic just from touching it. It's it's weird. It's sucking your magic? I want to help, but I, I don't know much about magic. But I could get the ship warmed up. I could... Help carry. I'm good at carrying things. I've got strong arms. Yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds like a good plan. Thank you. All right, I'll be there in a bit. Stay safe. Uh, I had another call I wanted to make. Yes. Um, someone who had experience... See, Lina doesn't have much experience with magic or with any of this weird stuff, but Takumi might. Okay, you can call Takumi. Are yeah. you gonna Are you going to call her in the same room as everybody else? Or are you going to, like, step aside for a second or...? Yeah, step aside for a second. Okay, so they are all in the antechamber. You step out into the main bit and you call Takumi. And she answers almost immediately and says, Is this about the fireball? It is. I know you probably have questions for me. A little, yeah. Come to my apartment today and we'll talk then. Face to face is what I trust. Okay, I was going to invite you here, but I'll come to you. I would prefer it was in my own space. After everything, I'm not sure your friends would be delighted to have me in their company. Yeah, I guess that's true. I will see you then. Karel, you have one message from Ulial, and it says, How fares my protege? (laughs) I reply just saying, Everything is currently under control. May have some queries for you in the near future. Future, thank you for checking in. The pleasure is mine. Farewell. And what, Tamal didn't check in? Lyra texts you a photo of Tamal. (laughs) Sitting on a chair, hugging himself with all four eyes bulging. And the caption is just, he's fine. Good. Lorelei, you have no message. I think you have no message from your grandma. But you've got a couple of messages from Damley that are like, this is grandma. <laughs> what happened? Dot, 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 exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Are you well with a you? And then just a string of incomprehensible emojis. Like. Amazing. <laughs> elephant, 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 peace dove, pride flag? That sounds like Edna Longlive to me. Yeah. I step to the side Less in anticipation for secrets and more in anticipation that my grandmother is going to be loud. And I call Damini. You hear muffled in the background. And then it's just Damini going, 
In one second, Edna. Let me talk to her first. <sighs> Lorelei, are you all right, sweetheart? Yes, I'm. I'm fine. Um, sorry, I didn't call. We were underground. I trusted you'd have a good reason, Lorelei. Did you find the fireball thing? Yes, it's dead. I crushed it with rocks. Are you okay? You've had to spend an extended amount of time with only my grandma during a stressful situation. I love her dearly, but she can be a lot. She has some really interesting ideas about what's appropriate to say to people we barely know. I think once you get to 250, you stop caring what people think of you. If you're looking for a bit of relief, um, I am at Faraday's shop and... If you want to come, you can come here and maybe we can distract Grandmother with the smoothie shop next door. And you hear in the background, Ooh, Is that like tip leaf, Lorelei? It's cold and fruity. Sounds delicious. I'll be there. Uh, Damini, darling, you know the way, don't you? I do, I do. We'll be there soon, Lorelei. I love you. I love you too, Grandma. I love you too, Dammy. I'll see you in a bit, yeah? I love you too, Lorelei. I'll see you soon. I'm glad that you're both okay. And then I hang up and I look back and I'm glowing a little bit more than I usually am. Oh, very cute. I think before I check any of my messages... Can I say something to Jess? Yes. Mm-hmm. Jess. Huh, that's gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I go through a bunch of pictures from the wedding and I quickly upload those to Nova, Nova pics. You already have a bunch of DMs that are like, no upload in 12 hours, unfollowed. Oh no. Aww. <laughs> well, no, you, no, 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 no. I hate Slurp, you wouldn't want those followers anyway. If they're, only, if they're not even concerned that the lack of content means you might not be okay, then those people aren't worth it. I have to upload wedding pictures. Slurp, can you roll me a, I'm going to call it a performance check to upload some really good, fun content to Novapix really quick. Because this affects a Schlurp-specific background called, is it Influencer? Yeah, we called it Influencer. Wow. <laughs> influencer. Um, I rolled a 19. It's good, what do you upload? Um, I think I'm just uploading a bunch of pictures I took from the wedding, like probably a few selfies of me, and like some artful things of trees. Um, just like, you know, like, so happy to be here, love in life. <laughs> I don't know, bunch bunch of hashtags, bunch of cool emojis. Okay, you start to get comments that are like, um, oh, I forgot, I forgot Synth was at a wedding. Oh, it's fine. Look, they've not gone anywhere. It, it all seems well on the social sphere. Okay, and she's the sigh of relief and then goes and checks their messages. <laughs> uh, you have a message. You have one message from uh, Prisha and Nora. And what, is, what does it say? It's a voice message. Okay, I'll no, I'll I'll just call them. Um, yeah. So I'll give Prisha a call because it's probably her number I have. This yes, this is probably her number. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll give her a call. I'll just be in the same room as everyone. Hello, Shlurp, are you okay? Prisha, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Sorry for not not contacting you earlier. We were in a cave, and then I had to upload some pictures. Um, it's been an interesting time. I am, I'm fine. Everything is fine. We went to investigate the big 
fireball. So now we know a bit more about the big fireball. Um, speaking of the big fireball, could you ask Jiahu to meet me somewhere? I kind of need to talk to her. Can, like, is Jiahu there? Oh, um, she, she is actually nearby. Uh, I can send her over to the... Where are you? Um, we're at Faraday's shop, Springs and Things. I'll, I'll ask her to come and see you. Is that pronto? Uh, yeah, as 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 soon as she can. I I, I need to talk to her about something. Um, I heard. Uh, are you are you okay? You just got married, and then a big fireball appeared. Sure, I'm fine. I've been through harder things in my life. Not during your wedding. Sure. Just breathe. I can't. Well, I will think about how breathing would probably feel, and maybe that'll help. Oh, I don't know. I hope so. But anyway. I'm fine. Please don't worry about me. I'm alright. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I love you. It's fine. Go give Mitchell a hug. Tell Dara she's cool too. I can hear you. Thank you, kid. <laughs> okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> and she hangs up. I do that and then I, then I quickly go, go for a, a give Crick a hug. Oh. Oh. This, oh, this buddy. Is, this is for, for Prisha and Nara. And this is for me and I hug them back. Faraday, would you like to do anything? <laughs> I, I guess I would like to check my messages, given everyone else's. <laughs> you have, obviously, messages from Junie. Mm. You also have a message from Lyra. And you also have a message from Dr. Liam Malcolm. I really want to know what the message from Lyra is, though. Is it just a picture? It's a picture of Lyra standing with like ash and fire behind her with like a victory two fingers up next to her face. I was right. And the caption is just all under control. What's the one from Liam? It's a photo of Iris. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. Wow. Okay, I'll message Jeannie back in a bit. I'm going to take a picture of the pod, mm. send it to Liam and just have like question marks. You get an almost instantaneous reply and he's written it out and it says, come to the jellyfish right away. We need to talk. Bring the pod. It's not safe to leave it down there. I hope no one has any plans for the rest of the day. Well, I was going to grab a smoothie. Excellent. You can go with my grandmother. She's been tiring <laughs> Damini out. Now it's your turn. Why? <laughs> I want this interaction. Oh, no. I uh, was going to go see Lina. Deception. Go ahead. 16. Yeah. Crick's going to go see Lina, guys. So you're going to go and see Lina. Um, Corella, are you actually going to take over for Laurelay's grandma? I was literally just going to go over, get a smoothie and come back. That was all I wanted to do. I mean, you could do it with my grandmother. But also, Paige, my passive insight is 19. Fudge! Lorelei is going to give, try and give him a very pointed look without the others noticing how pointed her look is. Do I notice it? I think it's going to go straight over his head. Um, I was going to go and meet someone as well, but that should be quick-ish and I can, and I can meet you on the jellyfish later. Okay, well, I'm going to the jellyfish. Um... I will come with you. I... Okay but I would like to grab my smoothie first. Oh, oh, can you can you get me my usual, please? I'm like two stamps away from like the free one. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, absolutely. You know, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I only have like three left. I mean, they are very accommodating to, to my diet, really. I 
promised Damini some relief from just being with my grandma. So as much as I want to come, I cannot. And I will join you later. So you're just going to go next door and grab a smoothie before you head up to the jellyfish, yeah? Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. There is a queue, um, so you just have to sit. Yeah, I think I look at Corel and I'm like, the usual? The usual. And then I just like flash like a thumbs up at the server. The server goes, ah, and then you see them kind of turn to probably like one of the more junior servers and they get a jump start on your order. Awesome. Because you are regulars. Our privileges. And then you hear running feet and you hear a familiar voice go, Faz, Faz! And Junie slams into you at full speed. Um, I kiss her on the forehead and I'm like, hey babe, we're fine. Fine? Did you did you fight something? Are you are you okay? I'm just gonna look over at Corel and be like, can you take this one, please? Yes, we fought it. We dealt with the fire thing. Um, we found something else that needed attention, so we're taking that up to the jellyfish. If you're heading up to the jellyfish anyway, do you want a hand? That would be great. Oh, hey, look at this. And I like take my phone out and show the picture of like the pod. I'm like, have you ever seen anything like this before? No, I, I think the closest is when, um, when, when Liam's working on some of his sites and things. And that came with the monster or was it the fireball? The monster, if that's what we want to call it, was interested in this. Well, I mean, if Corel saying interested, they mean obsessive, right? <laughs> yes, yes. And she slaps her hands together and she's like, where's this pod? Let's pick it up. Okay, so Corel and... Oh, wait, be careful. It like zaps magic. It doesn't seem to hurt. You're just going to feel a little pooped when, when you let go of it. Do you know what? I'll do it. It's fine. Uh, no, no, it's fine, honestly. Like, If we're going up to the jellyfish, it's not like I need to defend, defend myself. Mm, maybe defend yourself mentally. Yeah, that's a fair point. And um, yeah, you guys head off across the city to the spaceport, I guess. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, it's kind of quiet and tense and ash kind of crunches under your feet as you head to the south of the city where the huge open landing field is. Um, the ships in the landing field, quite a few of them are kind of um, sitting, coughing in place as medineers climb up and wipes wipe some of the dust out from around the engines uh your ship i think you brought faraday you have like a little anthea so a smaller ship mm. um so that's the one you're heading for i assume yeah um when we're in the ship yes i think i'm gonna look at genie i'm gonna look at Corral. i'm gonna be like so that was weird right everything that happened was weird yes yeah i mean it's not every day a fireball comes across the sky yeah and it, I don't know, it feels like it did before, right? This isn't like a, oh, a massive fireball no, fell from the no. sky. Oh, what's that term I, I read? Uh, chickens coming home to roost? Yeah. What are chickens, by the way? They're like a small bird. They're kind of cute. Okay, I, I assumed they were birds of some sort. I don't know. Everything feels like it's been running so smoothly for such a long time it just it feels weird schlep's keeping things from us what dude what <laughs> not there <laughs> i've spoken to them they are going to test but the fact that they have things schlep let's be clear is being secretive that worries me schlep is never secretive exactly yeah they love to tell everyone everything well 
I mean, they'll come to us eventually, I guess. They've given me assurances. Corral, did you see it? See what? At the end. Him? No. You did. Yeah. Pips, have you have you seen anything? No, I, I still haven't seen anything. I'm just normal genie. Right, well let's go see your mom. Yay! Normal Jimmy with a normal mom! At <laughs> some point during the flight, or even just after takeoff, Corel is going to go to their shadow book. Okay, do you do this in the bridge with Faraday and Junie, or do you scuttle away? I think I scuttle away for a moment. Okay, well, where do you keep your shadow book? In my messenger bag, of course. Okay, so you scuttle away and then you open your trusty metal messenger bag and you rustle your way to whichever part of it you keep it in. I imagine it's like in the bottom or in like a little side compartment. I think a side compartment, yes. You unzip it and as you unzip it, the tiny black covered book inside almost leaps free and goes rustling around inside your bag entirely of its own accord. Has it done this before? No. I try and grab it. Yeah, the second you put your hand into the bag, the book almost leaps into your hand. All right, then. Because you've got clawed fingers. It's, you have to hold it quite carefully to avoid scratching the finely tooled leather. Yeah, do you open it up? Yep. This book has been with you for more than two years. It's something you've held and wondered at and probably been nervous of all at the same time. And it is so small. To, for something to invoke those feelings, it is very small. It is small and battered and black and no wider or longer than the palm of your hand. And as you kind of pick it up and look down on it, it rustles again and then it twitches and flips itself open in front of you. And suddenly the book starts to feel warm, like not hot, but warm, like it's been carried against someone's skin. Mm. And like all the pages on this book, this double page is blank, but only for a moment, because then words appear in this like hurried unsteady hand he wasn't always a monster and then splotches appear around the words and they seem to have a different texture to the letters the ink is thicker and almost viscous i write the vanguard question mark the reply comes him too and then another sentence leaps up and races across the page. And this one, like, the handwriting is even untidier. It's almost like at the very brink of legibility. When you see the woman at the end of the world, tell her that I'm sorry. I think the only thing I could say, for what? And then that word sorry is underlined. And then that the whole sentence smears like someone's kind of swiped it angrily with a hand. And you can kind of make out a half handprint, uh, another another like arthropod-like handprint on this page, similar to your own. Similar to the one on the pod? No, different number of fingers. Okay. Whatever this entity is you're talking to, it has four fingers rather than three. And then another sentence appears. It comes racing across the page and it says, My past is your future. Be careful and remember all knowledge has a price. What will you pay? I think Corel closes the book. <laughs> what, you hear like a ripping sound and then a scrap of paper darts free. And you see again the word sorry, like emblazoned on the piece of paper. 
and then the book ignites in your hands. <laughs> you drop it, and the the flames. I'm going to say they're they're too hot. There's something wrong and warped about them. And for a second, as they roar up in like around your hands, you can almost hear voices screaming. And then the book is burned into a thousand little ribbons of ash, and you are left empty-handed and alone. Shit. <laughs> and with that and with that <laughs> is that the first time you've sworn on the podcast it felt appropriate wow what it's such what a, power Lorelei you you accidentally invited your grandma to springs and things no it wasn't accidental it was intentional I wait outside springs and things because everyone else is gone I'm sh- assuming Faraday locked up yeah, you wait outside. Um, I guess you can people watch the smoothie queue as you wait for your grandma and uh, Damini to arrive. They don't take long. Uh, you can see... Oh, actually, I know exactly how they arrive. Um, so the Apelta love to navigate their cities, uh, Delves, on these little floating levitating discs. You stand outside, outside springs and things, and about five to ten minutes later, your grandmother... And your girlfriend descend out of the sky on one of these discs. Your mo- your grandmother looks a lot more excited and happy about this than Damani does. Have they put up the side rails? They have not. Of course they fucking haven't. I stand there with my arms crossed, looking at my grandmother. <laughs> sweetling! Sweetling! She jumps off before it's even stopped. And like, heedless of the danger... Sweetling, sweetling, it's good to see you. I'm glad you're well. And she hugs you. I hug her back, let go, and walk up and press the button that puts the handrails up. <laughs> she, 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 she watches them come up and she goes, oh. And the Damini goes, oh, are you kidding me? There were handrails. Edna, you told me there weren't any handrails. I didn't know. But isn't life more exciting? With a bit of danger. <laughs> when you are as powerful as you are, yes. When you are not, not necessarily, Grandmother. Okay, smoothies. I've had a look, and I think you would like these ones the most. And I point out the ones that I think my grandma would like. Trying to preempt the fact that she's probably still going to spend like 15 minutes deciding what smoothie she wants. You know what? I'm going to commit to that. She spends 15 minutes deciding what smoothie she wants, only to choose the very first option. I would like the vanilla, but I want it in an edible cup. No. All right then, Lorelei. (laughs) Fine. Don't treat your grandmother. I slept on a cave floor last night, Grandmother, and spent four hours playing Sudoku, and then another two hours <laughs> watching my friend's face screensaver. Don't test me! <laughs> Your grandmother nods gravely and then goes, All right. And she straightens up, and the kind of silliness fades from her expression, and she goes, So what do we do about that fireball that almost destroyed the city you like so much? Um, well, so, uh... This is us with our smoothies taking a wander, and I am wandering back towards the knowledge vault. You climb up out of the day rim and onto that that um, lip where all that burned grass is, where you had that fight outside the laboratory. 
And as I go, I explain to my grandmother and Damini, whilst holding Damini's hand, and I'm like, okay, so, all of these scorch marks were from a fight we had. Then we went underground and fought a big angry fire thing, uh, which wanted a pod. Um, do you have any sort of insight? Your grandmother is staring at the burned grass, motionless. It almost looks like she has a, she's just completely zoned out from like the fourth word you said. And very slowly she reaches out and she grips your shoulder and then she looks at you and she goes, Lorelei, this is really serious. I mean, yes, but the fact that you say it makes me scared. There are things in the world which I haven't explained to you yet. Powers beyond you and I. Lorelei, I can feel it even here in, in the grass of this fight you had here. This, this enemy, this, whatever this new threat is, darling, it's, I don't know how else to say this, but the universe as you know it might not be safe. Ah, scratch that. It isn't safe. It never has been. Yes, we live on a planet covered in carnivorous plants and... Three years ago, I stopped a giant metal robot from attacking a city. So, um, how so in this context? Lorelei, Yentao was nothing. The stakes here, I'm not talking about a government falls and pirates are on the rise, like the situation we're in now. I'm talking about the end of everything. This, and she points again at the blackened grass, she says, This is the first sign of something much larger. The scale of this is like trying to explain the size of a star to a small child. It's something they can't comprehend unless they see it for themselves. I know you might not want to tell me, but where can I see it for myself? Between the cracks of the world, there are ways to get through into another reality. Other than our own and powerful people can sometimes see that world or beings from that world. Powerful people seem to have a connection with some specific individuals from that world. Lorelei, I am one of those people. I, I see things sometimes that can't be explained. I see this human woman and i saw her even before i knew what a human was Lorelei. and i don't know her name i don't know what she is or why she connects to me but i know that something terrible happened to her to the entire place she's from and i know that what happened there i know that this this patch of blackened grass this is this is how it starts can I just say, this smoothie is quite good. Yes, it is, Grandmother. Um, well, I guess we'll have to find as much information as possible to make sure we can change how it ends. If anyone can do it, Lorelei, it's... <laughs> it's all of us. It's people working together. And Lorelei thinks back to the one time she thinks maybe 
something like this happened to her. And she clings harder to Damini and tells her grandmother what happened. Your grandmother kind of, like, her hand on your shoulder slowly gets, like, the grip gets tighter and tighter. And when you kind of finish describing, she just silently brings and folds you into her arms and folds Damini into her other arm. Because your grandmother's a very tall for an Araswati. And she just holds both of you. Lorelei starts crying. Um, but not like loud crying, that sort of quiet crying where you don't notice until a tear drops off your face and suddenly your hands are wet. I eventually pull back and I look at her and I look at Damini and I say, I can't come home yet. And I'm not sure when the next time I'm going to be able to come home is I'll be waiting and you can trust Chorus to me I'll protect it Lorelei I know I'm less worried about you going home and I look over at Dami and I'm like and worried about not being able to see you for a long long time and Dami says Lorelei I'm not just going to go sit on chorus for however long this takes. I'll go back and protect it and help do whatever needs to be done there, but I can meet you places. And, and even if I can't meet you places, I love you. And I'm not like her. I will wait for you. Oh, fuck. And that's that's not just Jess, that's Lorelei. And Lorelei's like, I know you will. Um, I'm also worried about her. Um, probably going to bump into her at some point. That's ah. Damini takes your hands and she says, "You love me, and I love you. And if you meet her out there, I, Lorelei, I know it's not as simple as you saying that's in the past and doing your typical Lorelei thing of being like, well, that was a long time ago." It's okay now, yeah? I, I, I know real life's not as simple as that. I just ask that you communicate with me. We've got the benefit of the internet. I'm only ever a message away. And she lifts your hands up and she kisses each one and she says, it'll be okay. I give her a big hug and then I think my grandmother probably comes up and wraps us both up again. And then, like an inordinate amount of time later like a good five to six minutes of hugging later i look up and realize we're just standing in the middle of a road <laughs> hey it's Paige dolby evans your game master host and resident dog person i just wanted to say that the junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters that's my wife leonie as dr faraday zenith lewis Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you could support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.